following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. doing some goblin goblin <laughs> all right we welcome mike johnson to the show good morning you got some story good. for us today uh some interesting things and one of them is a, a discussion about value investing which i find interesting because value investing has lagged mm-hmm. until recently yep and value investing is buying things or companies that um are trading below or closer to breakup value than uh, than other kinds of things. Right, and you're in essence, it, it means you're paying less for the earnings of that company. Right, you're, you're for the earnings stream. Right, exactly. And at Dupree Financial Group, we look at earnings streams as a way of producing dividends, as a way of producing. Um, income for our clients right right so um anyway this article says pop quiz name the giant store whose customers scoff at whatever goes on sale but flock to whatever costs the most it isn't a supermarket it's the stock market especially over the past decade when value stocks have moldered in the bargain bin moldered Moldered. great word sat there and just collected dust decay dust and rust (laughs) yeah when will it recover? No one can say for certain, but when it does bounce back, the gains are likely to make the wait worthwhile. So tell us about that. So the the article starts off, he uses the example of Apple and Microsoft. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those here in a minute, just uh, as kind of a FYI. Um, but if you look at, for example, Apple, you know, it's returned uh, over the last year. It's returned 108 percent. Really? Um, Microsoft over 60 percent. Facebook, because growth companies, um, you could also refer to it as momentum, uh, which is what's been driving the market since the financial crisis. Like you said, Tom, 
minus the last seven, eight months. Right. Um, you know, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, or Alphabet. Um, but these companies, uh, it's you're, you're pe- the, the investors that are buying today are paying a much higher multiple for those earnings. And, and let me steal those uh, charts here. I want to. I ran some charts talking about uh, investigating value investing over the long run. Right. Because, you know, we've been looking at 10 years where growth has outperformed value. Um, in the grand scheme of things, 10 years is a short horizon. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to 1926, and this this uh, uh, chart runs through June of 2018, <clears throat> but the trend would still hold. Value investing has outperformed growth on average by 3.2% a year over that really? time frame. Yes. Now, the chart, um, it, it, uh, it's an upward sloping chart with, you know, peaks and valleys. And did you say 1926? 1926. That's the... How far back Ibbotson's numbers go, and that's right. Probably getting that from Ibbotson. Right. Okay. Um, what, what is Ibbotson time? It was a. Uh, they're not around anymore, or I don't hear of them much. But it's a financial metrics firm that measured markets, and they went all the way back to twenty six. Right. But looking at the chart, it's an upward sloping, meaning that over time value has outperformed growth. But there have been periods in the past where you've had growth outperform value. I mean, nothing works 100% of the time. Right. Um, but th- taking that a step further, same time frame from 1926, value has outperformed growth. And this is looking at it on a 10-year rolling period. Yeah. So 1926 to 36, 27 to 37, 10-year rolling periods. Values outperform growth 84% of the time. Really, eighty four percent of the time. If if it's performing that good, it ain't value. That's that's right. You, <laughs> you, you have to have you have to have these periods. That's perfect. Like what we're what we've experienced here in the yeah. last ten years. Ten years to for value to remain value. Right. Um, because growth and momentum by its nature is taking, uh, be it a sector, uh, you know, be it technology or energy or whatever it may be and that just that's that's the the in vogue thing to invest in and then that becomes the the hot train to get on and then the other sectors you know will lag and that becomes value right um so that that brings up a point you know the way the way we invest you know we're not looking for a certain sector per se you know we're looking at valuations and let's say you own energy which has actually been one of the worst performers uh in the last few years which makes it value which makes it value but let's say that that was the the hot train and that becomes inflated in value what we're doing we're looking at the earnings um and seeing where it's trading in relation to those earnings mm-hmm. which gives us an indication of is it a fair value? Is it inflated? Right. Then, if it is, then we would sell some or all of it and move into other. Which we've done area. recently. We've done recently with several things. Yeah. Uh, because Apple among them. Apple being one of them. Because you know, a hun- over a hundred percent return in the last year. That in and of itself doesn't mean that something's expensive. You could right. still have a, a cheap stock that goes up a hundred percent in a year. 
But with, in Apple's case, a year ago, you know, it had a, a PE of fourteen fifteen. Now it has a, a multiple of twenty five twenty six. Um, right. So it's being priced, and we don't know. You know, they're they're going to re- release earnings here in the next couple weeks. They they could blow earnings, you know, estimates out of the water, and the stock could go higher. That's possible. Uh-huh be tough it would be tough because right now it's being priced to perfection right um and there's it's it's not a it's not a good place to be in as an investor because you're waiting for the growth of the company to catch up to where it's being priced right let's take a break here stay with us it's the tom dupree show news radio 630 wlap the most important stuff to me, Iran's master of terror. The impeachment trial in the Senate. We're going to win in November. Clear and concise information matters. See how the next days unfold. Clearly see 2020 with News Radio 630. WLAP. I'm Tom Dupree Jr. Your retirement investment portfolio is too important to be managed by a one-size-fits-all menu of mutual funds or annuities at the other end of an 800 number or a website. Dupree Financial Group is local, right here on Main Street in Lexington. We specialize in individually managed, not mass-produced investment accounts. If you have a 401k or IRA, we can handle the rollover for you and generally have your money ready to invest within 10 to 12 business days. We design an individual account just for you, our client. Once your plan is implemented, we try to meet with you twice a year to review your plan and make changes if needed. This ensures that any concerns or questions you may have about your money are answered in a timely fashion. Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free review and be sure to listen to Tom Dupree on the weekends at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. So, Mike, let's stick to value here. Keep talking about it. I want to throw another example out here. Um, Talking about uh, the the newest thing, you know, whatever's in fashion at the time to invest in. You know, Tom, uh, in the 70s, um, I'm sure you're familiar with the Nifty 50. Yeah. That was that was the the growth stocks back in the 70s. And he makes an interesting point here. Um, 30 years later, because, you know, the market was assuming that these stocks would go up indefinitely. Yeah. Um, 30 years later, some of them still haven't regained their 1972 highs. Really? Because you had, you know, a retreat from that company, that sector. Um, And and so, like the Japanese stock market. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, it hasn't gotten back to where it was 30 years ago. It hasn't. Um, But looking more recently, you know, the last uh, 10 years, um, growth has outperformed value in aggregate by about um by about 120 percent really growth has looking at the valuation of that um comparing value to growth multiples is actually value is one of the cheapest valuations it's ever been versus you know growth i mean there's the, the biggest discrepancy value isn't necessarily cheaper than it has been in the past growth is that much more expensive 
than yeah. it's been in the past. Uh, but there's about a, a an eight point uh, spread between the growth premium and where value's trading at now, which going back a long time is one of the highest it's ever been. Yeah. So what? And you, you think about it how the the dynamics have changed in the last 10 years and the prevalence of indexing, obviously the more expensive things, which make up a larger market cap, are going to get more expensive right. because of indexing. And so you, when you see valuations get so distorted on things, at some point you have a reversion. Yeah, And it, there's so many investors that just put their money in either whatever's been working lately um, or they just have it on autopilot um, in a 401k you, you have it in a, a growth fund or you know a, a, just an index fund um, and when you have that reversion meaning people stop saying I'm gonna pay in Apple's case 26 times earnings yeah. I'm only gonna pay 20. Uh, or in Amazon's case, I'm not going to pay 80. They don't, they don't know what they're paying. Right. Usually. Well, but when when you start, when somebody sees that and you yeah. start seeing the run for the exits, then everybody starts running for the exit. And that's when you get that reversion to the mean. And that's when it's really painful to own expensive stocks. Yep. Um, but this was interesting. Growth versus value um for the five worst years in the stock market since 1979 so in in 08 everything got hit in 08 there was less discrepancy during that period for value versus growth you know the uh, the growth index was down you know 40 percent values down about 35 percent yeah but you look at 2002 um growth was down about 28 percent uh, value was down about 13%. Yeah. Uh, 01, growth 20%, value down about 5. 2000, growth was down over 20%, value was actually up for the wow. year. And in 81, same, same thing, uh, big down in the growth, value was up. On average, the total return over three calendar years during the worst time frame so in 07 to 09 value was down about 25 percent from 00 to 02 with growth which was the worst three-year period mm. it was down almost 56 percent during that time um it's anytime you have something that gets really expensive by nature, it's you're going to have yeah. a, a bigger drop when people are not willing to pay that much, yeah, for for that growth uh, anymore. And it's all psychology. They they jump into things that seem popular and uh, the the place to be at the time, and you know that's how people value things, right? Um. Y y you think of it, it's it's kind of the uh, admission, if you will, the price you pay for being a long-term investor. Right. You know, ha you have to be able to to withstand and stomach periods of underperformance in, in relation to something else that's the hot thing. Right. Especially with retirement money. 
Um, and that's that's what we you know specialize in. That's what we look at with retirement money. You can't afford to have when the 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 train stops when everybody's running off the the growth train. Yeah, you can't afford to be caught in that because you know what if what if you're you know ten fifteen years waiting for it to get back to even. Yeah, um, and you're taking withdrawals from the portfolio. Right. Um, with <clears throat> with our value and income approach, we want our clients to be able to get paid while they wait for that growth to occur. That's right. Um, so value in the long run has uh, outperformed. Um, and you can make the case right now, value's even more of a value, if you will. I, I want to jump in a little bit. I've been l- sitting back listening to the experts. And I want to go back to this thing called the Nifty 50. Right. Y'all realize what the Nifty 50 really is to a guy like me who's not been in the investment business all his life? What? Nifty 50 represents blue chip stocks. Right. And there's a lot of listeners out there that understand that word blue chip. Mm-hmm. My father was an investment broker for his lifetime, and I used to hear a lot about that. And the fact that the world was told and the investment advisors believed the Nifty 50 will never, ever underperform. They will continue to grow forever, and yet they've never recovered. So I thought, gosh, who are these Nifty 50s? Yeah. I want to. I want our listeners to know who some of them are. Yeah. They're, they're, so I've got a list of some of the constituents. It's pretty interesting. It's very interesting, actually. American Home Products, Anheuser-Busch, Avon, Baxter, Black & Decker, Bristol-Myers, Coca-Cola, Digital Equipment, Dow, Eastman Kodak, Eli Lilly, Emory, General Electric, Gillette, IBM, Johnson & Johnson, McDonald's, Merck, Pepsi, Pfizer, Philip Morris, Polaroid, Procter Gamble. Kind of getting the drift. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them aren't around anymore. They're not around. Sears & Roebuck. I mean, Texas Instrument, Walt Disney. Walmart. Yeah. Walmart, Walmart. Went in there, was Walmart is on the nifty 50. Was it? Wow. And the last one was huh. Xerox. And I thought, isn't it interesting? Of all these companies, not many of them around anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, the reason I bring this point up is simply because it's why Dupree is different. This is why we're different. We've been value investing our entire career. That's right. That's Tom Dupree. That's his brand. Yeah. It's what he knows and understands. And this article really, really confirms that you can't get caught up in the psychology of the market. That's right. It's, it's interesting, too. You think today, the, you know, soundbite, you know, invest, <coughs> investing, nifty 50. That's an easy soundbite to get. You know, I'm investing. <coughs> excuse me, in the Nifty Fifty. <clears throat> well, what is it? You know, yeah. what what's yeah. behind that? <clears throat> and you can see, taking it a step further, you know, things change. You know, you can't just adhere to a soundbite and have a, an investment plan that endures forever based on <clears throat> just that soundbite. Yeah, you know, it's. When we're talking about income, well, that 
that's a pretty simple thing to understand. But what's the depth behind it? You know, it's it's a constant monitoring. It's constantly reviewing and looking at the the companies that are in the portfolio mm-hmm. and making adjustments if something needs to be adjusted. Right. I mean, and, you, and the and the big boys drive this, yeah. right? So I mean, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, they're all trillion dollar cap market cap close to it right i think all four of them are now right yeah uh, microsoft uh yeah uh, isn't that what really drives the growth stocks the big ones the big ones interesting you you look at um amazon for example Uh, i'm pulling this up right now it has a pe ratio of 83 82.63 to be exact People are paying a lot for the earnings of that company. You know, you look at um, Costco, um, which is another one that <clears throat> great company. We've taken some off the table with of Costco. Uh, it's been a great performer, and there's nothing on here is a recommendation. Just telling what we what we see right now. Um, but you look at the multiple expansion there. Now they are still growing. But you compare their multiple, which is now about 36, to Target or Walmart, which has half a multiple. Right. So there's a premium being paid, and if you own it, it's will it's a lot of times wise to take some of that premium and redeploy it somewhere else where things right. are cheap. If you can find something exactly in this market, stay with us. It's the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Citizens of Lexington and surrounding areas, Big M Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has only three questions for you. Do you have a job? Do you bring home $400 weekly? Do you want a new car? If you answered yes, then Big M Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram wants to approve your credit today so you can drive home the new vehicle you really want. During the Start Something New sales event, take home a new 2020 Ram 1500 Bighorn 4x4 for only $249 per month. Plus, we want your old car regardless of make, miles, and condition, even if you owe more than it's worth. So ask yourself, do you have a job? Do you bring home $400 weekly? Do you want a new car? Then hurry to Big M Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram just minutes from Fayette Mall or online at BigMCDJR.com. Stock number R1588. Qualified applicants in 27-month lease. 34.59 due at sign. Plus tax and license. 10,000 miles per year. Zero security deposit. Negative equity refinanced. All rebates to dealer. Offers don't combine. Big M's got your truck, man. In Nicholasville. What a birthday party. The kids love the crafts. The pizza was there when we arrived, and we all had fun at the museum. I like the party room. That was fun. The birthday chair was cool. It was my best birthday ever. And they make it so easy. The staff is friendly, and the birthday buddy was a great help. What's your happy place? Explorium of Lexington, located in Victorian Square. Book your birthday party now. Find us at Explorium.com. A state of emergency in Virginia ahead of a planned gun rights rally in Richmond Monday on Martin Luther King Day. That after the governor said there are credible threats of violence. Federal authorities now issuing a nationwide bulletin to police departments after a string of arrests in several states. ABC's Daria Albinger has more. The bulletin says authorities are concerned about the volume of threatening language related to the event and worry about possible lone wolf attackers, which are hard to detect. Authorities say several men arrested this week linked to 
to a white supremacist group known as the base were planning to attend Monday's rally. The CDC is screening travelers arriving from China at three U.S. airports this weekend. New York's JFK, Los Angeles International and San Francisco International looking for symptoms of a new strain of coronavirus that has sickened dozens in China and killed two. And residents in the Midwest and Upper Plains getting hit with a winter mix of snow and ice creating problems at the airports and roads. Michelle Franz in ABC News. Across the area today with a lot of rain as well. That's ahead of an Arctic front. Those gusts will take center stage and may reach 50 miles per hour. Keep that in mind if you're going to be out traveling. Highs today ahead of that front, 50 to 55. Then the Arctic air takes control into the evening. By Sunday morning, we're going to drop that temperature into the upper teens with a wind chill in the single digits. The rest of your Sunday with a partly cloudy sky and a high into the upper 20s. Wind chill in the teens gets even colder than that. As we're going to Monday and Tuesday as we hang on to mainly dry weather. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. You know who really loves fresh food? Amateur chefs, barbecuers, smorgasborders snackers, bakers, and throw it in the microwavers. At Kroger, you can get all the fresh you want at a great price with same-day pickup and delivery because we believe in fresh for everyone. And right now at the meat sale, you'll find delicious deals like juicy boneless chuck rust for $3.99 a pound with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that advanced your career skills and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? Find out more. Text RESULT to 79645. Start on the path to earning your MBA or Business Analytics Master's degree online from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the graduate programs from the top-ranked W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University offered 100% online. Text RESULT to 79645. That's R-E-S-U-L-T to 79645. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. The financial lesson of 2008-09 that most investors have forgotten. And that is... (laughs) Have they? (laughs) I think they have at this point. I I really do. Um, You ask... A lot of people, and this is the, one of the points he's making in this article, you ask <clears throat> how much were you down in 08 and 09, right. and it, it, it's it, they, they refer to it as, psychologists call it, positive illusion, um, which you th- it's basically rose-colored glasses, yeah. looking back on it. <clears throat> and so a lot of people will say that they've, uh, you know, 20, 25% that they were down, in reality, a lot of people were down 40, 50% yeah. in 08 and 09. It's so easy to think back on things and forget 
really how painful it was right. during that time. Um, and one of the points that they're making in this is if you don't remember the pain, it's a lot easier to become overconfident and think you're going to react a certain way when this happens again. Because they, they were asking people, well, if, if we had another 08, 09, would you be more likely to buy more to, or do nothing? And in, in mass, most people were saying yes. You know, we'd buy more, you know. But <clears throat> during times of crisis like that, it's not that easy to do. Yeah. Um, it's so important to have an investment approach that you understand that you actually have some conviction behind. Because at some point we're going to have – I mean, it may, may be 30, 40 years in the future if we have another 09 scenario right. similar, something like that. You never know. But if you know what you own, <clears throat> those types of events – become one of the best buying opportunities of your lifetime. Right. You can make you can make yourself financially by buying things during those times of distress. That's right. But <clears throat> think back, you know, how did you actually react uh during 08 and 09? Did you make changes? Um, you know, what what was your reaction? Why if you did make changes or you had a reaction why did you have those changes? You know, really analyze, you know, was it lack of guidance? Was it emotion driven? What was it? Um, and prepare yourself, you know, having an advisor that you trust and, and can verify things that they're telling you. It's so important to have that in place before something like this happens. Um, you know, it, it's the Oh nine, uh, to, to today, it's been one of the most hated bull markets in history. Right. Every year, you know, the, when the market keeps going up, there's always something going on. You know, a lot of people really resent this market that's been going up because maybe they sold and they haven't been able to take part in it. Or, you know, several years back, they may have sold and they've missed out. And they're trying to time the market. It's... It really is one of the most hated bull markets. Yeah, uh, the the one we this this past decade. Yes, interesting. Yeah, uh, because it's it's always been you know the rhetoric. Well, how can it be doing this? You know, th this is this is crazy. You know, the, the you know the, the what people are paying for stuff. How how is this even possible? You know, that's always been kind of the underlying theme, and a lot of people really resent it. Um, oddly enough, now some people are grateful for it too. Yeah, but <clears throat> it's you. You look at the again taking it back to the fundamentals, the mm -hmm. earnings. So I, I would agree on some things that people are paying. You know, ridiculous valuations for. <clears throat> you know how how is that continuing? You know, I mean that that's to me that looks like a bubble that's ready to pop in certain right. sectors, but. For in general, companies are doing very well, right? And that's that's where we always go back and hang our hat, so to speak. You know, you know, looking at what's actually happening with the company. Yeah. Um. So, but it, it's <clears throat> if you minimize past pain, then you could be overconfident going into another 
bear market like that. Um, and also, it makes you more inclined to flock <clears throat> to whatever the the uh, hot trend is of yep. the of the day, be it <clears throat> be it uh, you know technology, momentum, um, annuities, products that are being sold. You're more prone to get on board with those things. Um, we talked a couple of weeks ago. You know the the new uh, index uni- <coughs> index universal life policies. Yeah. Um, you know that was the hot thing back in the '80s. The universal life. This is a twist on that because of what's been going on <coughs> with the index. Yeah. Sorry, I had. Uh, yeah. Can't get rid of that thing. I got it. <coughs> um, the uh, but the reason the index universal life become the hot things because what the markets have been doing same thing with universal life policies in the 80s because of what interest rates were doing that's yep. why those were the hot thing so investors have to be very careful not to get carried away and just invest in whatever the the hot thing is um, value investing it's <clears throat> it, it, it's so easy to say when we were talking in the first segment value has outperformed growth and it's so easy to say that you know value investing well what is value investing it's it's constantly analyzing what you own right and not getting caught up in trends that's the whole point of value investing is to not get caught up in trends to let the data speak and make your decisions based on the data right if you do that kind of thing, you you have to be constantly doing research, looking at what the values are, um, and making certain that you're not overpaying. Right. If you can you can own a great company, um, Apple being one of them, mm-hmm. but if you overpay for it, you're you're setting yourself up to potentially have problems. And usually, the things that are value stocks are not well known. And well, not always, but in many cases, they're not well known, and they require a deeper dive, right, to figure out what what you're wanting to buy there, right. And it, it value investing emotionally is really hard. Yeah, it it, it just is because you're looking. It, it's so easy to follow emotionally for everybody. It's easy to follow the crowd in everything right. because there's there's safety in numbers. Um, but from a financial standpoint, that's the exact opposite of what you, from an investing standpoint, that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. You want to be going the opposite direction of other people. That's where you find value. Um, and so like if we're taking gains in Apple and looking for opportunities in other sectors that might've been beaten down for one reason or another, that's uncomfortable to do. Well, it's un- it would be uncomfortable, for instance, to jump into energy right now. Yeah. Because it's been so beat up. Uh, was it Schlumberger just reported a $11 billion loss? Yeah. Wow. On uh, tracking. Yeah. And uh, so it's pretty obvious that that's a beat up sector. It's not very well liked. And yet to jump in right now might be the best thing going this could be the time to buy energy right well and 
<clears throat> looking at um, I mean, we have we have added a couple energy companies, right? Um, and it's it's a sector. <clears throat> it, it's a it's a subsector, if you will, of energy. Um, the pipelines um, that have been beaten up um, because of uh, the structure, because of a number of things. Um, but when you really boil it down, the fundamentals are strong. Yeah. Um, the financials are strong and the dividends are very attractive. Right. So it's just a part of energy that makes sense right now. You know, it's really interesting though, when you look back at the at 2000. 2008-2009 crash. I mean, it's the it's the first line in this article that I I struggle with, but but it's reality, I guess. And it's he he. This is Jason's wig, and you know Mike is a huge fan of Jason. Oh yeah, we know that. But he says if 2000 to 2009 was the lost decade for investors, 2010 to 2019 was the decade of forgetting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been one of the greatest runs we've ever had. Yeah, it has been. And and yet that's that's his opening line. And the opposite of everything they expected has happened. Okay, so at the end of 2009, investors, individuals, professionals, we all expected interest rates to rise, inflation to return, right? The dollar to weaken. Mm-hmm. Commodities to boom, U.S. stocks to struggle. That's we were all set, ready to go. Here we go, baby, bear down, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the exact opposite happens. It's bizarre. We are in a new normal that's not normal. Yeah. There's always a new normal where wherever you are. Let's hold that thought. Okay. Take a break. It is the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio six thirty WLAP. The most important stuff to me around master of terror. The impeachment trial in the Senate. We're going to win in November. Clear and concise information matters. See how the next day is unfold. Clearly see 2020 with News Radio 630. WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree of Dupree Financial Group. Frequently, I hear from people I meet that say, Oh, I've heard you on the radio, and I've been planning to set an appointment with you. Let me say to all of you to whom this applies, call us now. There are several good things that happen when you set an appointment with us, but the main one is that you're no longer in the dark about your finances. We give you lots of information about your accounts, completely free and without obligation. Also, we let you know in no uncertain terms if we think you are on a good track for retirement or not. We are a candid guide to all of our clients and prospects. We tell you the truth. For a free, no-obligation review of your retirement investments, call us at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. All this talk about value versus growth is making me hungry. Well, I'm ready to go over to McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's, <laughs> that, value. that's a nifty 50 that's still with us, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's right. The greatest value investor of all time, of course, who ne- isn't really a value investor anymore, is Warren Buffett. And um, he 
took Ben Graham's approach and kind of mainstreamed it and and built Berkshire Hathaway on a value premise, although you would say today value is not – he can't find things to buy. That's right. At the value that he'd like to pay. That's right. <clears throat> I mean, the – the cash that they have on hand. Yeah. I mean, it's record amounts of cash for them. Um, they were, they, they started buying Apple. What was it? Four years ago. Something like that. Something like that. I mean, I think they're the largest shareholder of, yeah. of Apple, I believe. Um, but you know, I don't know, but I would guess he's probably not buying Apple now. Probably not. <clears throat> um, but to your point, um, he had to have something with the volume, if, unless he goes and buys a whole company. But still, even that, he has to buy a big company yeah. to make a dent for Berkshire, victim of their own success. It's it's, it's like a mutual fund. Right. He has to buy big things, make big positions. And Apple was one that there was liquidity, and he had the ability to buy big dollars worth of it. He loves something like that. <clears throat> he can buy a bunch of it, not going to disrupt the market that much. Yeah. And he's getting a bargain. I didn't look at where it was yesterday at the close, but you know, last I looked, Apple had a $1.4 trillion market cap. Really? And, I mean, a year ago it was less, less than a billion or less than a, a trillion. Uh, I mean, it's just it's amazing the growth of that stock price and the dollars that are behind that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> One of the things on this, back to the 08, 09, um, and this is, we've talked about sequence of return risk in the past, but this right here is a prime example of what we're trying to address with the income approach, value and income. I can't stress that enough. During uh, the uh, 002, 09, um, investors had their wealth slashed in half twice. In 2000 to 2002, and in 07 to 09, all told, the S&P 500 had an average annual total return of negative 0.95% from 2000 through 2009. You talk about a lost decade. Yeah. Um, That's a very good point. Combine that with somebody that's retired. So you retire in 2000. And you're taking, you need to take whatever amount a month. Um, <clears throat> and you have a period of literally 10 years of no growth. Yep. If you're invested in an index, just growth in general, um, that's a period of no growth. And you think, well, that could never happen. Well, it has happened many times. Um, it's a lost decade. But if you have dividends coming in during that period it's not lost it's not lost you're still getting paid rent while you're waiting for the value of the shares to go up yeah and that's that's why it's so important to understand with us it's it is value but it's value with income you know we we expect growth over time from the companies that we're investing in you know we wouldn't own if we didn't think that um but we also, our clients need to be paid something while they wait for that growth. Right. Yeah. You know, something else that happened in 2009 was everybody got scared of the com of, uh, com of uh, computer investing, mm -hmm. right? 
And th- I mean, I don't remember. Well, it. I mean, I've forgotten it all. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I tried to forget. Uh, according to Morningstar, okay, investors withdrew more than a hundred and sixty billion from all active computer funds. Well, okay. What 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 they're talking about when it says active funds? Yes, that's um, actively managed. Uh, funds where you have a manager that's making the investment decisions. So you had $160 billion that they pulled from that, and they moved it into index funds. Index funds. funds. Three, they pulled $160 billion from active funds, and they added almost $4 trillion to index funds. Which yeah. are computer-traded? Well, those are just autopilot. They autopilot. Are, they, You're they, right. They're autopilot. They are, they are computer. Right. It's a it's a stated. Uh, it's tracking an average of something. So if it's S and P five hundred, it's tracking the S and P five hundred index, which is determined by a, an algorithm, if you will. But it, it's <clears throat> it it shows again the momentum train, the growth train. Um, Everybody has gotten on that, you know, either intentionally or unintentionally, you know, just because of the prevalence of index funds. You think about it, if you started working nine years ago and you're contributing to a 401k, all you've known is a market that's going up Mm -hmm. and indexing. That's all you've known because, you know, you're, you're doing your job, whatever job that is. Your job's not to watch the market, and so these are the investment options in the 401k, and hey, it's been working. I mean, these this is all you know, and you see that it's worked for that period of time. Yeah. Talk, talk to somebody. Talk to us. You know, come in, meet with us. Let us give you a perspective on what you own mm-hmm. and not just rely on a short time frame, be it a, a decade or, or even two decades, you know, you have to, you have to make sure that the way you're invested fits your situation. Right. Well, they, t- you know, we talk a lot about how important it is to have an advisor, somebody you can discuss this stuff with And you know, there's been two ways of going about this over the years. Typically most investment gurus forecast what they think the market's going to do, right? They forecast. And a forecast is based on past performance. And usually that past performance is 12 months, correct? Right. Which sometimes by the time we get the data for past performance, it's a little outdated. Yeah. Because the market's moving quick. Right. And information's moving quick. And I brought this up before the break. We're kind of in a new normal. And and we've talked about this before, but there's a new term out there called now casting. Haven't heard that one. Well, let me. Just heard it now. (laughs) (laughs) Now now casting is an economic measure, okay, based on a legitimate estimate which is based on current available numbers. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like real time. So when quarterly numbers come out, those are, you know, you you base 
your decision based on what those numbers before they're adjusted and audited and all that other stuff several months later. It's just real data. Yeah. Okay. And I bring this up because we're in a we're in a different game now. And there's way too much information out there for us. And when you look at the negative consequences of what people went through in 2008 and 2009, they want to forget that, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And that's what we're trained to do. Don't remember the bad stuff. We remember the good stuff, right? Right. How important it is to have a financial advisor that you can discuss your decisions. It's interesting, too. Another uh, piece that came out this week, uh, BlackRock, uh, which they're uh, a fund company. They have a bunch of different mutual funds. They uh, they came out and uh, Larry Fink, um, who's the CEO, he came out and said, we're changing our uh, investment approach kind of across the board. Um, and they're going to stop investing as much in uh, uh, fossil fuels and th- they're, they're not going to allow coal companies in any of their uh, funds. Yeah. Um, and the to your point guy having somebody you can talk to because a fund company they can make those kinds of decisions mm-hmm. and you know if you you may or may not know about it and they yeah. just make that decision behind the scenes they're <clears throat> they're one of the largest mutual fund companies out there right if not the um and it's this public pressure of ESG, environmental, uh, societal governments um, investing, and but they're making that change not just in ESG funds, in all funds. Right. Um, so the the investors are having their the the landscape is shifting under their feet. Um, so I, I don't know. It's you, you have to have somebody that is working for your best interest. Right. Because what if we're using energy as an example, Tom? Um, what if energy is the good investment, the the value place to be, you know, suits our clients' needs the best? We're going to have to cut it off right there. If you want to give us a call, 233 It's Dupree Financial Group, com. Come see us. We had a guy come see us this week. This is the radio. <laughs> we're really glad he came. <laughs> Fresh Listen, baked the cookies. Tom Dupree Show. News Radio 630 <laughs> WLAP. When my heart starts beating like a hammer.